Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, we're going to be talking about food cost, because food cost is most likely either your first or your second highest expense in your food truck business. And it's also the expense that has the biggest opportunity for you to put more money on your bottom line. So I'm going to give you a list of must-do items you need to do on your food truck to ensure you're not losing money in your food cost. In order to achieve the most profit with the least amount of effort, a food truck must have budgets for every expense, including food. Controlling food costs requires recipe card job aids. And what that is, a recipe card makes sure the recipe is followed exactly every single time you do it. You don't do it off the top of your head. You certainly don't do it by taste. So you have a recipe card. And even if it's your own recipe, have your recipe card book turned to that page when you're making the coleslaw or the chili or whatever it is that you're assembling for that particular day. When you go to train somebody, they should have the recipe card out as well. So you got to have those recipes written out in card form for your staff and for yourself. Now, because you have those recipes already written out, that means you can actually fill out my food cost control spreadsheet so that you can control the cost. Those recipe costs have to be updated every single time you go shopping. Then you as the owner know exactly when you have to raise prices. You don't have to ask anybody on our Facebook group, say, hey, gasoline's going up when y'all raising prices. You should know exactly when to raise prices. And that's every time you go shopping. If something goes up to the point where it causes your food costs to go up above whatever your threshold is, raise the prices. Because you only have two choices. Either raise the prices or you eat the cost. And eating the cost means it comes out of your wallet. If you want to make the most money possible, then you have to learn how to project your upcoming sales, which in turn establishes the budget for every single thing you're going to be spending money on, which includes food. When you project accurately your upcoming sales, and then you pair that with the food cost control sheet and the recipe job aids, the job cards I just mentioned, you've got a real good strong shot at profitability. So you're probably thinking, what do I mean you have a shot at profitability? Well, everything to this point is theory. It's on paper. And whatever's written on the paper shows what's possible. But we all know real life may not actually follow what our paper plans are. So let me share a really sad statistic from a lot of the food trucks that I work with. Many food trucks will actually take the time to work on recipe cards or to write out the recipe, and they'll use my food cost control spreadsheet to determine their ideal food cost. They price their menu to yield, let's say, a 25% food cost, and they are happy all that tedious work to do that spreadsheet and those recipes is complete. But what I find out is once they get open and they get operational and they start to deal with real food and real customers, their food cost tends to run 8 to 10% higher than the recipes show on that spreadsheet. And that 8 to 10% comes directly out of your pocketbook, nowhere else. That's your profitability that's being poured away. That's why you'll see so many people say they've never paid themselves on their food truck. They've been open two years. As they say they barely make minimum wage. They've been open three years. 
because chances are their food cost is out of line and they don't even know it. So let's look into how to prevent that hemorrhage of cash. The very first thing you need is what I call a 100% ring-up policy. And what that means is every morsel of food is rung up on your POS systems no matter what. And you need to make it a policy of whoever is producing your food. No food gets made unless there is a corresponding ticket for it. And if you use a KDS, then no food gets made until there's an order on the KDS screen. And you get really mad and upset if they make food with no corresponding ticket or no corresponding order on the KDS. Because that means they're probably stealing or somebody else is stealing and just telling the cook, hey, I need to make a sandwich. You forgot one. If you decide that you're hungry and you want to eat, ring it up and then 100% discount it. If you're doing samples, ring it up and 100% discount it. Want to give something away to a loyal guest because they've been coming every day for the last two weeks and you just want to treat them? Ring it up and give them a 100% discount. You made a sandwich wrong? Well, remake it and then ring it up with a 100% discount. And why do you do that? The first one was accounted for when you discard it, but the second sandwich is not accounted for unless you ring it up. So a guest comes up to you and says, hey, you put onions on this or tomatoes on this, and I'm allergic to those. I need you to throw this away and remake it for me. So you take it and you throw it in the trash can. Needs to be rerung so that the cook's line knows, hey, I gotta make another sandwich, and then you 100% discount it. So you're tracking all the food. The next thing you need is gonna be a waste tracking system. And you want to write down every single thing that gets wasted. So if you threw away a half a case of tomatoes or you burn a whole row of hamburgers, all that gets written down and recorded. That way you know where the food went. That doesn't help your bottom line because you still lost the food. But what it does is help you reconcile that all of the food is accounted for. So you want to set a budget for what is an acceptable waste number. And I suggest you start around six-tenths of a percent, depending upon how expensive and complex your menu is. You may have to go a little bit higher. If you have a real simple menu, you may want to go a little bit lower, but you have to have some kind of budget. And if you find that the budget is being consistently exceeded and you feel that the number is a fair number, then you have two choices, retrain the employee or replace that employee. You simply have no other choice because you're the one losing money if you don't do something about the issue. The third step you want to do is to have a daily inventory of at least 8 to 10 main items to ensure that what is rung up on the POS system matches what was used in the kitchen. So for example, if you sell hot dogs and you count both the meat and the buns each day, if you count them one day and you have 100 buns used but 110 hot dogs, obviously there's a problem. That kind of makes sense. But until those numbers are compared to a sales report, you really don't know where to start looking to find that issue. So let's say the sales report shows that only 98 hot dogs were sold. And then the waste tracking sheet shows two buns were wasted because they were burnt. So now we know that the use on the hot dog buns is okay, but we're missing 10 hot dogs. And we need to figure out why. Did someone decide to steal a package? Did we throw out 10 that didn't make it into the waste trash or get recorded on the waste sheet? So you got to put on that detective hat and figure it out. And you might be going, oh, 10 hot dogs ain't no big deal. Missing 10 hot dogs cost 75 cents each. That adds up to $1,500 if you work 200 days a year. And that money came directly out of your pocketbook. So if you can afford to lose $1,500 and it not bother you, then yeah, you don't need a waste system. The fourth thing you want to do is rely on your budget. If you want to run a 25% food cost, then you only buy enough food to equal as close as you can get to 25% of your projected sales. Now that's a mouthful. At the beginning of the week, you want to project your sales based on historical data, 
whatever you got coming up for your marketing, and then whatever local events are happening in your community that would impact traffic patterns around where you set up. And it can impact them positively. Positively, it brings more people to you. It could also impact you negatively by taking people to the other side of town. So you got to know what's going on in your community. So let's say you project $10,000 in sales. That means in order for you to hit a 25% food cost, you would spend about $2,500 for inventory for the coming week. But wait, before you start running out to the store, you still got food on your truck. You need to know exactly how much food you have on your truck and, of course, what it is so you can buy the right kind of food. But if you have, let's say, $500 sitting of inventory on your food truck, you don't need to go out and spend $2,500. You need to go out and spend $2,000 in food. And again, you want to get as close to that as possible. Some reasons you would go over that slightly would be things that you buy by the case where you can't consume the whole case within your budget projection time period. So let's say you buy mayonnaise by the case. You buy four gallons of mayonnaise, but you only go through three gallons of mayonnaise each week. You certainly don't want to go through four because that would be way but you go ahead and buy four knowing you're going to have that one extra gallon sitting for the coming week. That's part of that $500 that was sitting on the food truck at the beginning of the new week. So that's why you subtract what's left over from last week from what your new coming budget is. Fifth thing you need is a prep checklist. And guess what that's going to be based on? Your projected sales. Record keeping is so important to controlling your food costs and it helps you to not over prep. Over prep wastes money not only in food but also in labor. If your historical data shows you sell 100 burger patties per 2,000 in sales, you can set your prep of hamburger patties by that data. Projecting sales of, say, 1,500? Not a problem. It means you only need 75 hamburger patties. Projecting 2,800? Guess what? That's 140 patties. You do this for everything you prep. Lettuce and tomatoes and onions and anything else. You're going to project what you are going to do in sales, and then you should know Again, like the hamburger example. Every 2,000 we do in sales is roughly 100 hamburger patties. Sixth, you want to set up a time and temperature checklist, which is a part of the HACEP program, which is also on my food truck training group, something you can download. This helps control your food quality because it's controlling the time and the temperatures, and it takes out the guesswork when something is done cooking or if it is going to even be servable to begin with. So you want to have those checklists in place and you keep those records. You don't just discard them. Hey, I've got through the day. You hang on to them. The seventh thing you need is a line setup checklist. And you want to make sure that all the proper utensils are in the correct place with the correct portions. So if you have one product that has a two ounce ladle and one that has a one ounce ladle, you want to make sure that they are in the correct pans requiring those specific measurements. You don't want to mess them up and reverse them. And I know the difference in one ounce and two ounces is a big deal, but what if you have a one and a half ounce ladle? They do make those. And compare that to a one ounce ladle. Somebody may not notice the difference until they actually read the numbers on it. Everything has to have a set measurement. That's why you wrote recipes in the first place. And that means that the corresponding measurement utensils have to be on your line. Do not do anything visually when it comes to specific weights or volume. And again, you are just reducing your pocketbook by guessing or allowing your team to guess. The eighth thing is everything, and I do mean everything, has portion control. We talked about one ounce ladles or one and a half ounce ladles or two ounce ladles, but let's say you set your recipe to six ounces of fries. You need a scale so people know exactly what six ounces look like. You need something that they can go by so that every single portion goes out looking exactly like all the others. 
What I have observed over time, and remember, I used to weigh every single roast beef sandwich that we made. But what I found over time is that people tend to go heavier. So what starts out as six ounces morphs into eight ounces over time. And you never realize that until you go back and, hey, we need to weigh that. That looks like a lot. And if you've been over portioning two ounces every single time on the fries, think of all the money you just threw down the drain because you were too cheap to buy a scale and train your staff. So you want to train yourself, you want to train your staff to follow these eight things that I talked about. Because it's going to mean a whole bunch more in your, more money in your pocketbook if you'll just do those things. Thank you guys for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We've got a whole bunch of awesome members. We have all the spreadsheets I've been talking about on this particular podcast. All of the members are there. They're going to help you with your food truck and help you to overcome any issues that you may have. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.